Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Growing Lean Podcast. This is your host, Ethan Halfide. I'm happy to be here with Gary Kleinman. He is the CEO of electrolyteboost.com. He is a serial entrepreneur, and I want him to introduce his current business right now. Gary, welcome. Tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Hey, Ethan. Nice to be here. Appreciate the opportunity and the conversation. Uh, Electrolyte Boost was created really with esports and gamers uh, in mind because we noticed that they were uh, on the verge of dehydration or actually dehydrated from long gaming sessions. Um, they were exhibiting brain fog, lack of attention, focus, um, and general fatigue, muscle fatigue, and, and general psychological fatigue. The problem with electrolyte formulas that are out in the marketplaces are all dependent on water, that you got to take these packs, mix it in water, and then, then drink it. Well, nobody guzzles it. So you're only getting the electrolytes as you're getting them. And then the more water you drink, the more electrolytes you get. The sooner you go to the bathroom and what ends up happening, you excrete the electrolytes. Mm. That made no sense to us as, 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 a, as a group. Looked at our science team and said, get rid of the water. And they say, well, what do you mean get rid of the water? Because electrolytes are all basically salt and nobody's going to take a handful of salt and throw it in their mouths. So it took what I thought would take two weeks, uh, took a year and a half to get the formula right, to hide the salt, no sugar, very few calories. There's four in each of the the packets. Um, And you get electrolytes instantaneously, which means it's absorbed by your tongue and your cheek in your blood system as soon as it starts being absorbed and you're not consuming a whole lot of water. So you're not going to the bathroom. And as we were developing that for gamers, what kept coming up was all the other use cases, whether it was truck drivers, football players, tennis players, uh, teachers that only get a break in the morning, in the afternoon, you know, uh, pilots, all the people that don't want to do bathroom runs but are on the verge of dehydration. And then we found out 70% of the population is chronically mildly dehydrated, which means you're on the verge of uh, brain fog. You're really not performing optimally. And Electrolyte Boost is the only product literally in the world uh, that replaces your electrolytes instantaneously. And we added an ingredient called citicoline. And that is- Oh, acetylcholine is in it. That's yeah, responsible for focus and yeah. muscle contraction, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So wow. citicoline is in it. It's um, actually the largest ingredient that is in it. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm great. it's great that you know citicoline because most people don't. I did not um, until who is now our chief science officer introduced me to citicoline. And everybody should be taking citicoline every day. It, it does improve your memory, attention, and focus, and your muscle contractions, and your neural stimu- simulator so that you will actually react f- faster. Um, and there are, there are no other products uh, that contain acetylcholine the way that we do. Um, just put it in your mouth. And, and that's kind of uh, a longer elevator ride than I generally give about what electrolyte boost is and why it is. <clears throat> Well, you know, we're going to get into the business side of things a little bit more because uh, of this podcast. But before we do that, I actually want to talk about like that's I didn't know that you actually didn't tell me that the first time. But now uh, you were kind enough to send me a large shipment of electrolyte boost. And I was hooked on the flavor. And I know about the benefits of electrolytes, right? Because I played sports growing up. I played sports and especially on the hot summer days, they're like electrolytes, electrolytes. But 
these days I'm sitting at a desk all day. I'm working. My brain is working so much, right? So now you just showed me that I can replace my Zen. I don't have Zen, if you know what that is. Um, and I only take that because uh, the, Andrew Huberman, he's uh, the head of Stanford Neuroscience Lab, and he talks about the benefits of nicotine because of acetylcholine release. And right. it puts your your brain in a focus-like state. So where if you're look, looking to learn or you're computing a lot of information at one time, it's very beneficial. So I think electrolyte boost is still good for me, even though I'm like a mental athlete now, you know, and when you're running a company, you can relate. You have to always be on mentally. So, uh, yeah, there's no question. There, there's no yeah. question. The acetylcholine is, is, is a pretty good reason why, um, our product works and our, our chief science officer, Dr. Sue Kleiner, uh, created the first sports nutrition performance protocol Wow. with Bill Belichick and the uh, New England Patriots about 14 years ago. And what's interesting about her, she, she is one that introduced me to Cytocholine about a year and a half ago. Uh, it works well in our formula because it's flavorless. But what she found is not only the Cytocholine and the electrolytes, that science has never looked at hydration or dehydration through the lens of electrolytes. It's always been about fluids, right? So when people think about hydration, drink, 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 and they drink a whole bunch of water and they get bloated and they don't feel any better. And then they go to the bathroom. And that's because electrolytes are as important, if not more important to forestalling dehydration or hydrating, depending on which level of fence you're looking at. Um, and so she started studying because of us, um, electrolytes, without water and what's really come out of that from a science standpoint is if you don't take them together you actually keep more fluids in your cell by taking electrolytes without water because the water has a tendency to flush the things out so you're always better off we are not as a company saying don't drink water drink when you want to drink water but there are uh, times when you're sitting at the computer and you've got to interview somebody and you're going i need more focus and i need more attention um, and, um, we're, we're perfect for that. If, if you're stuck in traffic for two hours and you want to get off and go to the bathroom and try to find a gas station, you won't have to pee because you're not consuming water, but you are getting the benefits of, uh, attention focus and, uh, reducing fatigue and, and what have you. So it's, it's a unique space in the market, um, and the citicoline is, is, as you pointed out, a great advantage as an ingredient in our product base. Absolutely. So now talk to us about the business behind the product, right? Like, how did you get to market with Electrolyte Boost? How did you get your first 100 customers? Oh, that's a really good question. We were fortunate enough to launch at Super Bowl uh, this past year in February. We were invited to participate in a pretty significant event because the um, president of the organization um, was given the product somewhere, somehow from um, our team. And she loved it and said, you got to be at, at Super Bowl. So organically with athletes and some of the charitable things we do and the sampling programs and what have you that we do, um, people go, oh my God, I, I can actually feel better and not drink another eight to 12 ounces of water. Um, there's no way. And, and because it's so unique and it works and it tastes good. So I think one of the key elements in why our first hundred customers plus came aboard is the surprise after you take it 
there's this sense of where's the medicinal feeling coming in? When's it going to get sour on me? And it actually gets sweeter in many respects and has a longer pleasant tail. And then people said, oh, God, my kids have to have this, right? Because they got ADD. Um, and and listen, I got, I've got grandkids. They won't take Pedialyte any longer. They just want to take this. Um, and it tastes like, you know, it's it, it's a cross between pixie sticks and pop rocks to a certain extent. Um, some of that's nostalgia. So it's really about putting product in, in people's hands. You know, we sell to a couple um, junior college football programs because the football players love it because they're not consuming a whole bunch of, you know, Gatorade full of sugar and, and very few electrolytes, esports arenas. Um, and then we sell on Amazon and, and that continues to grow. And we sell on our website at electrolyteboost.com. And what I have seen is that the initial orders were for somebody would be one pouch, which is 14 uh, sachets in it. And now those people are ordering two, three, four, and five pouches because they're getting to the point that they're saying, if I take it daily, I feel better. And citicoline is uh, or does have a cumulative effect. So you are better to take citicoline every day as opposed to, hey, I'm going out for a run today and I need it to, uh, today. It works for that. But if you can do it religiously every day, there is a is a benefit. So the first hundred really came word of mouth and organic. We've done no advertising to date. Uh, we're starting to do some social. We're starting to populate our Instagram and, and um, our TikTok with a bunch of uh, athletes and um, girl regular people that are busy every day that need to perform better and we can essentially give you depending on what you're doing two additional hours of feeling good without drinking any fluids absolutely so i mean you have a very grassroots approach to growing the company and i'd love to see that because it's all very relationship based so very straightforward product speaks for itself put it in their hands and we're good to go so tell me Elaborate on that a little bit. What specific tactics or tools have been particularly effective for growing your business? Uh, we, we, we're fortunate as a team to have um, lots of really good relationships in a lot of verticals, not the least of which is sport, uh, collegiate and professional. So we get the opportunity, like last week, Brett Hundley, uh, you know, an NFL quarterback, as a charitable had a charitable walk for epilepsy because it's an important uh, condition affecting his family. So we went out there and gave all the walkers um, a sachet. And as soon as they were done, uh, we've done that in several other charitable events. Um, we've been asked to do actually now a handful of more. So we're kind of scheduled out for the next six months. Um, and for us, sampling, as you as you referenced, is really there's nothing better than giving somebody a sample. I mean, I, we can talk about it on our website. We can talk about the science of um, electrolytes. We can talk about the silence, uh, science of citicoline. We we can have you know sports performance experts talk about the value benefit. But when you have a major league baseball player that says, oh my God, I wish I would have had this years ago uh, because none of these athletes want to go to the bathroom, especially during a game. Um, and then people can relate in their own life 
of what they're doing where they just want to feel better and perform better. And, and this will allow you to do it. So there is no replacement um, for hand-to-hand sampling. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, and, and I'm not in the physical product uh, realm. You know, we everything we do, you know, you can't really touch what we do unless it's through a phone. We do software development, right? So how have you adapted to the changes in your, like, physical good industry over the years, if any, right? Because from my understanding, I know with COVID, the supply chain was disrupted. Did that affect you guys at all? Or have there been? It, it didn't. It else? actually uh, was beneficial. Um, I've owned an experiential marketing agency for ever and a day doing large events for the NFL, for MLB, for Warner Brothers, uh, Sony, lots of you know pretty significant clients. That died. The event business died COVID, obviously. Um, has it really come back? It's starting to come back. And what we kept seeing is that more people were gaming, and that's why we developed a product uh, for gamers. And they're digital first, so they're used to Amazon. They're used to looking at a web page. They're they're used to going on social media channels uh, to see what's new and cool and different and relying on, on their friends. Uh, so we just had to uh, morph to the extent that we couldn't put product in people's hands per se, but that we could show people using it and sharing it. And hopefully those people go, oh, that looks good. It's something that would benefit me. And therefore, I will go on your website or Amazon and purchase it. So it it, it changed. But I think what COVID did is it removed some of our uh, top line tactics. It didn't remove all of them. And as any entrepreneur running a business knows you know you have a strategy and you have an objective and those are generally written in stone your tactics change all the time you try stuff and it works you try stuff um, and it doesn't work and you have to be sensitive to the metrics and make sure you measure what's working and, and not so you get rid of the things that don't and covid just made us look at different tactics it didn't change the strategy of product in people's hands it didn't change the strategy of education uh, it just changed how we did it, how we got it in people's hands. Love it. Love it. So now talk to me about, you know, I, I have so many questions, you know, experimental marketing. I was going to say. I got all day. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> like, it, I, you know, part of this is selfish because I want to pick your brain because you've been so successful. And I, I've realized now, like in, in my stage of business, uh, if you can do marketing and sales, you can be a very successful founder, right? And then at a certain point, it comes down to systems. So it seems like since you owned a, a experiment, a experiential, an experience-based marketing agency, right? Like events and, and yes. what have you, you learned a lot about marketing and sales to where it now it sounds like it's second nature to you. Like it, it's like you've downloaded that code into your brain. Um, I think it, it is second nature with, with the caveat that every event is different. The people that are gonna be there are different. Uh, your psychographic demographics are slightly different and you really need to understand who they are. Um, I generally work backwards and say, who are they? What do they need? And what do we need to do to position ourselves as a value in our ultimate customer's life? Where I find a lot of products say, well, you need us because of this. I, I kind of don't look at it that way. Uh, I look at what the customer thinks or the audience thinks that that they need and tailor and develop 
our tactics so that we're answering that. It's it's kind of identifying uh, a problem for somebody that doesn't even know that they have the problem until they see it and they go, oh my God, that's great. I didn't realize that. So, um, and I think I said when we talked uh, previously, you know, it's really easy to find a gap in a market. It's really hard to find a market in that gap. And when you think about that, the market and the gap is is really important. Um, and you can look at, I think, the biggest failure in 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 a, in a market in a gap is uh, Quibi. You know, the short, quick bite video that came out in COVID. You you know, you had Jeffrey Katzenberg, Meg Whitman, and one point five billion dollar budget. And I think Ninja, they, Ninja, the one of the biggest free and uh, they, uh, they, streamers. They, they, everybody and everybody in the world wanted to work with them. And they were out of business in six months and they were out of business because they, they, they identified what they thought was a gap in the market and never really spent any time saying, but is there a gap in the market? Right. There's no quick video format out there with high quality content. That doesn't mean people want it. You can almost look at esports right now and the challenge, the esports, uh, ecosystem is is facing is that nobody's making money and digital media companies are closing and teams are closing and you know the the theory is three billion people game so therefore you need to monetize it and having been in that world i thought the same thing and never looked at it from but where is that market how do you monetize it and and ultimately gaming is about people wanting to game and that doesn't mean you want to monetize it so we went into electrolyte boost and saying, is there a market for people that want to perform better and feel better, reduce their water intake because of the inconvenience of water or the lack availability of water? Football players can't really take it because there's no place to go to the bathroom. Nobody wants to go to the bathroom on an airplane and stand in line and, and all that other stuff. Uh, the military on their MREs, they have very little access to water, yet they're training and they're combat. So in talking to all these different groups, we realized, well, yeah, if you, if you can enhance my performance, I'm all in. And that's my performance. If I'm a carpool mom taking my kids to uh, extracurricular activities, be it educational or sport or somebody training in a gym or a truck driver that's got to get 10 hours in and X amount of miles that we can keep them on the road and extra two hours without stopping to go to the bathroom, they're all performing better at what they do. So yeah, there's a market for people wanting to perform better. So we looked at that at the end and then said, okay, there is that market. And as we go back at all these little baby steps, what do we start with and what's, what, what's our messaging and our value proposition? And then go back towards that, that, that objective. That's awesome. Well, we are coming up on time here, but I do want to ask you two more questions. I want to say, what advice would you give to other business owners looking to succeed, either in your industry or just in business in general? As an from an entrepreneurial standpoint, yeah, um, you better be comfortable with risk. Mm. Um, what I find with most entrepreneurs is they think uh, opening a business and having the independent is the holy grail. Uh, they don't realize how difficult it is. And if you're going to be afraid when you've got, you know, $1,500 in your bank account on a Monday and you got $5,000 in payroll on Friday, 
You don't curl up in a fetal position and go, oh, shit, what do I do? If, if that's who you are and that's fine, then being an entrepreneur and building a business is probably going to be a, a very difficult thing to do. So I think you, you have to be very, 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 very comfortable with risk. And, and people generally are or they're not. Um, I think you really have to spend a whole lot of time answering a couple questions. First is, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? And we do this every day with everything. You know, we every Thursday morning, we have four internal meetings with different groups and one with everybody. And when everybody, anybody says, I think we should do this, the question they have to answer in writing and share with everybody is, why do we need to do this? And how is that going to ultimately deliver us to our final objective? And if our, our final objective um, in Electrolyte Boost is we want to be the number one electrolyte support company or product not based on water. So everyone's got to, if you're going to say, hey, I think we should do this, how is that going to get us there? What are the steps so I'm a firm believer in, in several things. One is strategy. Own your strategy. You can't just say, oh, God, that's a great opportunity. Let's do it. Uh, you know, we, we were approached with a very specific sampling opportunity in January. And on its face, it's a great sampling opportunity. But if you really broke it down, the audience that was there as part of that charity was not in our top three audience segments that we believe we should be targeting. So as much as it was a great opportunity, we said no, because it does not get us to where even, and it was a phenomenal opportunity with, and, and I, you can argue it all day long, but we have three customer segments that, that are core to us, and that wasn't one of them. So saying no is important. Um, I think you have to look at your company as not an extension of you. You work for it and you serve it. And I may be the president of Electrolyte Boost and, and created this formula, but I work for it. It's it's not my company per se. And things came up this morning when a couple of people said to me, I think we should do this. And I disagreed and they all kind of sort of outvoted me and said, all right, go do it. Yeah, it it I'm I'm just a steward for the brand. Um, it has a life beyond me, hopefully a long life beyond me. So I think entrepreneurs and business owners have to really break down why they're in business, what they're doing and providing, why there is a need, who their very specific customer is. It's not just a customer; it's a specific customer, and you can't be everything to everybody so be something to someone and even in in software development there may well be two or three verticals that you think are most robust for you and target those don't go to some other low-hanging fruit because hey i think we can get a job for x dollars really focus and get well known in in a smaller pond and you can always grow. I think businesses become unfocused very quickly. Um, and if you don't have people around you to uh, lasso you in, it's very easy to say, oh, I'll take that because it's a job and we need the money, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that person I know, I'll do them a favor. 
that doesn't grow your business necessarily. And I think it's really hard and critically important for business owners and entrepreneurs to really own what they're doing. And, and 95% of the time, don't go anywhere else. Yeah. Just focus and hone in on that. That's a really, really good point. Yeah. It become a big fish in a small pond. Well, Gary, thank yeah. you so much for your time today. How, how can the audience find you? How can they stay in touch with you? Well, they, they, anybody who wants more um, information, you can always email me at Gary at electrolyteboost.com. I answer every email, um, every phone call, every text. You can order at www.electrolyteboost.com or you can go to Amazon. Best way to search it on Amazon is Electrolyte Boost with Cognizant and it pops up and you'll see all the great reviews. Um, anybody want that, that believes that they can bring value to the company, we're always looking for valuable team members. So if somebody thinks that they uh, have a, a, a way to uh, foster what we're doing, happy to have those conversations as well. Thank you. Thank you for your time so much, Gary. Ethan, it's my pleasure. Appreciate the support.